Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. We looked at the guards yesterday. Let's take a look at the centers today. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to watch the show, see us, hang out, most importantly, with uh, almost 21,000 subscribers to the channel, all of whom, Andy, are just counting down the days until training camp begins. It is next week. We are we are in the home stretch of what has been a very long, very fun and very productive offseason for the Lakers. Yeah, ironically, all that productivity, all the good work that Rob Palenka did during the offseason coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance, it just makes what is by any legitimate objective offseason standard kind of a whirling dervish of activity, feel like it hasn't been enough and we've just been waiting around. Like it actually, it builds. Right. They, the they've end. been pretty busy. You they've, know? Been they've been really busy. <laughs> they've been really busy. They had an incredibly active offseason in terms of the guys that they retained, the free agents they brought in. You know, they waited until a few weeks ago to bring in Christian Wood. Which was like, helpful. I really do appreciate the way they spaced that out and it gave us some, some August news. That's not sure, normal. But I mean, that's a really high profile guy to bring in that late in the game. They extended Anthony Davis. They extended Jared Vanderbilt. Like they've been they doing Austin a, Reeves to the world cup. They've been doing a bleep ton of stuff, man. It just, it just makes it feel like we've been waiting that much longer if they'd sat around doing nothing, time would have flown by, apparently. Right. <laughs> and also, too, it's just like, you know, it is, again, a reminder. I know we talked a lot for Monday's show, Andy, about um, just sort of the, the comparison from from last year to this year and one more of those. Like, it, you're always excited for the season to start. There's always the promise that something cool is going to happen or whatever. But there was, there was a little bit more of that sense of, of dread. Uh, it, it felt more like a threat the training camp was beginning and not a promise because there were so many things, uh, namely you know a rust deal of some sort that, that Lakers fans wanted to see happen, and, and obviously it didn't. So um, plenty to break down today. We started with the the guards, uh, break, looking position groups as training camp approaches. We'll do centers today. I do want to let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. And right now, Andy, new customers, they can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. You do not need to be a mathemagician to know that that is a pretty good deal. Um before we get though to this question of position groups and the centers, we I know we we say all the time that we like to use reader comments, reader questions uh, on the show, and that's what we've got for you here. Um, we have talked a lot about how Christian Wood is not a good fit for the starting lineup because it uh, forces lebron james to play a lot of small forward i'm not saying you can never do it but it's not an ideal lineup you want to be running with 25 minutes a night um it led to a a good question um on the youtube page regarding some of our commentary um about 
who he can play with. Right. And this came from Coconuts247. You keep saying LeBron can't play with Wood. That is so wrong. Let him start, and if it doesn't work, then you sit him down. There are so many advantages starting Wood. Mostly it gets Jackson Hayes more playing time. And I'm not going to read my entire response, but I said, to clarify, I never said LeBron, neither of us have said that LeBron can't play with Christian Wood. They obviously can play together, and I think actually Christian Wood as both a rolling and pick-and-pop option could be fantastic with LeBron as you know, that primary playmaker, and obviously Christian Wood and Anthony Davis can play together. It's the three of them together that could be, I think, very difficult because it likely forces LeBron into that non-ideal defensive spot at small forward, unless you're really looking to reconfigure the entire defense in ways that I don't think Right, or the matchup, you know, certain individual matchups. Maybe Maybe it's three minutes a game. There's some crossover, but as a... As a way you're going to orient your lineup to where, you know, your starting unit in theory plays together for, you know, 18 to 23, 24 minutes or whatever that number is going to be on any given team to orient your team to where LeBron is a small forward is, I will say, a risky proposition in year 21. Right. I, I also noted to Coconuts that I don't think starting Christian Wood necessarily opens up that opportunity for uh, Jackson Hayes, certainly not automatically. I, I think Jackson Hayes is going to have to find his way into the rotation and, and to prove that he should be a part of it, regardless of what the starting lineup is. I like. I think it's actually pretty independent. Coconuts then responded, why do you insist on LeBron being the three? If they all play together, he and Wood can switch depending on the opponent's personnel. It's obvious Wood should start. His offensive advantages trump whatever defensive liability you think there is, especially with Wood's fragile mentality, I guess, referring to some of the issues we've heard about with Christian Wood. They've been reported as well, like the idea of he sees himself as closer to a star player than a role player. Um, I responded to Coconuts. I don't consider Wood to be an option guarding along the perimeter because that has typically been one of his weakest areas in terms of having to be that much more responsible for that many different parts of the defensive scheme, even though I think there's a possibility the Lakers could be switching more on defense in general because they now have the personnel just to be switchier, period. Like, again, I think putting Christian Wood in that type of position just to make him part of the starting unit, I just don't think really makes sense. Maybe I end up wrong, and if I am, great, whatever. It means things are sure. going well. I also the, – the- there are a few things about that comment that I, I don't. First of all, I don't. I am not moving mountains to get Jackson Hayes in the lineup. I'm just. I'm not. Uh, I, I. I think, like you say, I think he earns his way potentially into the lineup, um, and, uh, and and all that. But I also don't think you you don't do stuff to preserve the ego of Christian Wood. Either I'm not saying you got to go destroy him. You got to make life uncomfortable. You got to you know put him in and test him out, like you know trial by fire. No, you know treat him professionally. There, but you don't. Again, in the same way, you don't want to tilt your you know you don't want to tilt your defense to try to make. It. Either he is going to buy in and do what is asked of him, or he is not. Right. And the Lakers have an obligation to try to use him in the most constructive way possible, in a way that highlights Woods' skill sets and hopefully 
um, hides some of his weaknesses, which is by why, by the way, people talk so much about why he's going to end up playing next to Anthony Davis. But um, you you don't there's there's a limit to that, and once you reach it, either he he accepts the role or he doesn't. And you know there are a lot of people who think he won't because that's why he was available as long as he was. But as I've uh, said, I know you have echoed like this is I'm, I'm it's not his last chance to be on an NBA roster. That's too extreme. It's his last chance, I think, to be seen as a valuable piece who is can get paid somewhere close to his talent level. Right, particularly uh, on a up. right, particularly on a team with actual aspirations to do something right. in the season because he's starting to age his way out. He's, he's going to be twenty eight this week. Turns right, he's, start, this week. he's starting to age his way out to where you know an empty calorie score could be appealing. That being said, though, again, I want to make sure this is clear: LeBron and Christian Wood can absolutely yes, play no together, question. depending on what the rest of the lineup is. If you can make Christian Wood the five and LeBron the four slash four, Torian Prince is out there, you know, depending right. on who Vanderbilt might have to guard, you could put him there. Right. And you know, the smaller lineup with, that, you know, that Christine will work. Reeves. Like there are a lot of options. Yeah. That will work great. Like there's no reason LeBron and Christian Wood can't play together. And LeBron can play with anybody. Like he can play with anyone. And Christian Wood is offensively quite versatile in the things yeah. that he can do. There, it's just the three of them. You have to you have to look at the entire picture. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh, stick on the centers here um, and and look at these position groups uh, after the break. We'll take that and do uh, that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel, and you can celebrate this NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers can bet $5, just 5 bucks, and get 200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. And you can use those bonus bets on spreads, on player props, over-unders, all sorts of different scenarios. And all customers who bet, again, just 5 bucks, you get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That makes now the best time to join FanDuel. The app is really easy to use, really fun to figure out, all these different options at your fingertips. And, of course, there's also NBA props that you can bet on. LeBron James, as of this recording, 60-1 to to lead the NBA in scoring or 60-1 to to lead the NBA in assists, 50-1 to to win MVP, which is amazing going into his 21st season. Anthony Davis... 29 to 1 for MVP. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So that 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 question, that back and forth from the from the YouTube page, it's a, it's a good kind of indication. It's a good um, example of the type of lineup decisions that the Lakers have to make. And like, you know, so so much of this can be results-based. If Wood's defense is better than expected or they're just better at hiding it than, than expected, that changes the way that a lot of these guys can be deployed and puts some, some people's playing time in a little more jeopardy. Like, you know, if the, the more Wood plays, probably the less Jackson Hayes does, but it could eat into Jared Vanderbilt's time. We don't really know, you know, and then what is, you know, Torian Prince, how do you, you know, we, we spoke on Monday about 
D'Angelo Russell versus Gabe Vincent toward the end of games, how Russell performs defensively or the combinations that they put around him to help protect him um, and his offensive performance will dictate a lot of that stuff. But if you start to break down the centers and you look at what what the on a on a on a roster sheet, you've got three. You've got Anthony Davis, Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood. And then from there, you have sort of the the lineup configuration type centers. But let's start with like the 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 basic three here. Um what do you what do you what do you look what do you think that's gonna look like? Well, I mean, I think AD is going to start at the five. I know, you know, just because it's the Lakers version of Groundhog Day, every year there is this talk about Anthony Davis wanting to play more minutes at power forward, wanting to have more big bodies uh there to man that center spot, even if to some degree the this stuff can be a distinction without a difference. You know, I, I think some of it may just be what makes Anthony Davis feel most comfortable, most heard, whatever. I think this year there is more of an opportunity to give him fewer minutes, relatively fewer minutes that always feel like center where, you know, he can convince himself that he is playing the four or at the very least that he's got another larger body out there with him. You know, it should be noted, though, that if he's playing with Christian Wood, for example, Christian Wood is not a big dude. You know, he's he's six nine. He's got a really long right. He can block some shots. He can do stuff like that. But But he's you know, A.D. is way bigger than him. And it's not even close. So in some respects, you know, you're you're not you're not necessarily giving AD more size to play alongside as just more length. And, you know, maybe that matters to AD. Maybe, you know, the idea of just somebody else who is relatively big being on the floor with me makes me feel like I'm doing less of this stuff. Maybe gives gives me more optionality in the different ways I can be deployed, you know, whatever. Um, But the majority of AD's minutes are going to be at center, A, because I think it might just be where the Lakers are the best, but even then, the majority of his minutes are going to be with LeBron. And as we discussed earlier in this show and many times over, LeBron can't play the three. Like He just cannot as a primary position. Right. Well, I mean, for a frame of reference, last year, Anthony Davis played 99% of his minutes at center. Um, I think if, if that bumped down to 80, you know, still four out of every five minutes you play, you are the center. But it would probably feel much different to AD. Um, it, it's it's funny to kind of look back to and compare this center group to, and we, we looked at last year's, you know, the, the amount of turnover from the guard group is pretty stunning. Um, it's an interesting, you know, from last year to this year, it's an interesting kind of contrast to look at them last year where they opened with centers too, because it was Thomas Bryant and I had completely forgotten that Damian Jones was there. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, did you remember that? If I had said, who were the centers at the beginning of last year, I would have said Thomas Bryant, Wenyan Gabriel as a sort of nominal power forward who they would who you could put at center and then i've been like and they don't have anyone else i completely forgot that damian jones opened the year on the roster i think i would have remembered but if you asked me 
to describe anything he did, that's where I would be forgetting. Well, you can't, <laughs> like, because they never played the guy. That's um, where I would have difficulty coming up with anything. Yeah, completely forgot. So this is a this is a different group. This is, um, in theory, um, one guy who is a little bit more defensively oriented and a a, a leaper and a shot blocker in Jackson Hayes. Um, for all of Christian Wood's defensive deficiencies, he does. You know, he can block shots. Yeah. You know, he, he's average a block a game. Um, still not a good defender, but you know, like that's one thing that he can do. Um, and then obviously you have Anthony Davis. And so um I I was really this was the one hole I thought the Lakers had in the roster until they they filled it a little bit more with wood. And it's in, you know, it's imperfect because he has deficiencies, but just going into the season with Jackson Hayes as your primary backup to Anthony Davis, who's going to miss 15 games, 20 games, you have to at least count on that. You're starting to look at, like, are we going to need Colin Castleton to play 10, 10 games this year, 15 games? Like, meaningful minutes in those? like, And that's not a comfortable place for a team with title aspirations to be, I don't think. No, and, you know, last season when Thomas Bryant filled in during that stretch when AD was down, he played really well. Like he played as well as you could have reasonably expected. He was productive scoring, you know, like, I mean, he really, I think, answered that call, but you could see the ceiling on how much you could do with him in there because beyond just the night and day difference that there is between Anthony Davis and Thomas Bryant defensively, Bryant can score but he is somebody that can't create his own shot. Like he needs a lot more help in manufacturing Correct. those looks. He's really dependent on other people. This is where I think Christian Wood as that, I think most obvious fill in if AD is. Yeah. Out. Wood, Wood is going to start assuming he holds up and he plays like Wood, Wood will start when Anthony Davis is out that I cannot imagine. That's not the plan. Right. Christian Wood is a much more dynamic score and a much more versatile score. Like he is somewhere that you can you can put him anywhere on the floor and Christian Wood can find ways to put the ball in the basket. I think he is also, you know, not that he's you know, not that he's anybody discussed as a point forward, but I think he is probably a better passer than Thomas Bryant. Like he's somebody that can keep the offense moving a bit more. Than, than Thomas Bryant can. Like, I think he's just more skilled offensively, period. So in in that sense, during that period where AD is down, you're still going to miss the defense because there's arguably nobody in the league who can replicate what AD does defensively, much less on this team. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're looking for ways to keep those margins from shrinking as much as possible. And I think Christian Wood being a better overall offensive player than Thomas Bryant. Again, even acknowledging Bryant played as well as you could have reasonably expected. Right. I, I think Wood can make a difference there. He could. And I, I think, you know, Bryant, it's important to remember Bryant's a bad defender too. And so it, it, he's probably a worse defender than, than Christian Wood. Maybe, if nothing else, I don't, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know, but he's not good. Here's um, where I think would, I mean, it's all relative, would might be better. You can probably use Christian Wood 
in a relatively wider variety of ways, even if he's not great at them defensively. It's probably than Thomas Bryant. He's probably he's got he's more mobile. I think that's yeah. probably fair to say. Um, but neither one of them are good. But what you're doing is you're leaning into that that space of 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 of, of offense. And mm-hmm. like we're not going to even try to replicate the defense. We're just going to make it so our offense can really still cook so that when Anthony Davis isn't there, LeBron doesn't have to. We don't need LeBron to score 40. You know, he can continue to lift the same load offensively um, with his points. You know, you can lean a little bit more into Reeves. You can lean a little bit more into D'Angelo Russell. Maybe Rui picks up a little bit. But it's you have a guy who can put in 20 points. Whereas if you had Bismack Biombo, yes, you have, but you're you are setting yourself up for a grind for those games. And I, you know, that can be tough. And so I think they they hope they can still be solid defensively. But that's where they're going there. And then, meanwhile, we'll wrap it up here. But, like, Hayes, if he turns out to, to kind of force himself into the lineup again, when, and when AD doesn't play, Hayes will. Mm-hmm. You know, even if there's not a natural spot for him to play when everybody's healthy, in those games that Davis isn't available, Jackson Hayes will play. He's going to get a chance to contribute. And if he can show that he can make some of the growth and inconsistency that they didn't see in New Orleans – Okay, now you've got a lot of options because you do have a guy who's a little bit more of a natural shot blocker. So let's take a break here. We'll, we can finish this up and we'll get into the last question that we were, were sent uh, through the YouTube page. Do all of it next. Was there anything you wanted to add with the wood stuff or I mean, I'm sorry, with, uh, with Hayes before we move to the next part? Um, just the idea that Hayes is He's pretty athletic and pretty mobile for his size. So maybe, you know, there's always a chance that if he can really dial into the defensive schemes that they're looking to utilize, that maybe they can find ways to make him uh, part of what they would do in, in what I think is going to be a switchier defense mm-hmm. um, this year. Just because, I mean, if, if you look at their personnel, like other than Gabe Vincent, it's going to be difficult to put any of the guys that you have earmarked for playing time continually into size mismatches. You know, unless you are going so far out of your way to put your own team, you know, like we've talked about with Austin Reeves, the proverbial trying to manipulate ways to end up with Austin in the post because of what we saw with FIBA. You know, putting aside the fact that that team was really small and it was one of the problems that Steve Kerr had, I think, because he he opted to go small all the time and they didn't have a lot of big personnel. It didn't bring a lot of big personnel. So that leaves somebody like Reeves, among others, susceptible for those uh-huh. type of switches. I don't think it necessarily becomes as big of a threat on this team that is just much bigger and longer than last year. But other than Vincent, when you think about most normal you know, sw- switches that either happen by design or because they're forced, there aren't nearly as many guys that you look at and go, oh, crap, th- th- this is going to be a problem purely just because of size. I'm not saying, right. you know, you, you, you're you going to look to switch D'Lo onto the guy with the ball that you want, and that can become a problem, but it's not typically because D'Lo is giving up too much size. D'Lo is big for his position. The problem is he's just not well, a good defender. Right. He's, he's, he's relative by, by NBA standards. He's not quick. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think J- there could be for Jackson Hayes maybe an opening to provide some utility. I, there, I, there could be, and I, I think 
you know, we'll learn next week kind of what Darvin Ham has in mind, how he what what vision he has for the defense broadly and and all of those things. I want the kid to be like I'm I do not root against players. I don't root against players who don't play for the Lakers. Certainly don't root for players to not pan out um when they're actually on the team that we're covering. Like I I I am not confident about Cam Reddish. I don't get the sort of reddish fetish that that the Lakers seem to have had for the last um couple of seasons. But but I still hope that he plays well. I'd like to be wrong. Like maybe they can fix it. Um but I just I'm just not confident and I wouldn't want to have to count on it. And I feel kind of the same way about Jackson Hayes. When we did our scouting report um, with the Locked on Pelicans guys, like there was like they're pretty honest about it. It's like it didn't work. He wasn't very good. That's why he didn't play. But maybe they can fix it here. Like it was not a great situation for him. It was a lot of inconsistency and with a different role and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it works here. I just wouldn't want to have to count on it. And the Lakers have made it so Cam Reddish and and Jackson Hayes, for the most part, if the players who are ex- who were brought in ahead of them, do what they're supposed to do. Neither one of them need to be counted on, so it's perfect. Great. I just, perfect. I just want, I just want to note to our, our buddy at Golden Knight who makes all the great uh, Laker shirts and stuff. Reddish fetish came up on this show. Right, you can have it, but and we get we get a slice. It. You can spell it with a T, but it should be with two Ds. Whatever, but either way, we get a slice of that. That came yeah. up on this show. Uh, last thing we were going to get into was a YouTube comment from Anthony Snowden. 8993. Last year was our perfect storm. No Clippers, Memphis with injuries, perfect matchups, and then Denver. I feel we would have beaten Denver had Braun not been hurt. He was basically grounded and the team was worn out from their run to make the play in. We need to play better this year. We need better positioning. It's not going to be easy because we may have a ne- negative record once again to start the season. Our schedule is extremely tough. Getting to the playoffs and being in the top four is going to be harder than fans think. This struck me as interesting, Brian, because He's not wrong. No. I think the West is going to be harder this year. Um, I'm not going to say that the Lakers got breaks during the playoffs because they earned, they so earned their way into that position. I'm not taking a thing away from them. Mm-hmm. And they had been playing as well as anybody in the NBA post trade deadline. So, you know, it's always about matchups. It's always about a certain amount of breaks. That happens for every team in the playoffs, You know, whoever ends up winning the championship, period. But I think Anthony is correct that this year is going to be tougher across the West than last year. I just think the upside is the Lakers are better equipped sure. for it to be tougher. I mean, there, there's no way that the Western Conference can possibly cooperate like it did last year. Like, I am 100% convinced that, like, you know, like internet companies get accused of like throttling the internet to your 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 house, like if they want to. I feel like Adam Silver throttled the Western Conference to make sure that the Lakers could get into that play in. Um, but you know, so you just can't expect that to be that meet. There are too many good teams, even the bad teams uh, in the West. You know, Houston should be better this year than last year. And, you know, San Antonio's got Wemby and some other young, intriguing players. It's like there's not a lot of garbage there. Um, You know, Utah is a really good, like probably the best team that won't make the playoffs this year or might not make the playoffs. Portland Um, and San Antonio are the only teams that I look at them right now and say 
it's going to be very difficult for them to win games particularly often. Right. Where you just say there is a 0% chance they're making the playoffs. Like zero. Especially right. post-Dame trade, given what they might get back. But, you know, I just I, – everybody else is like, you know, okay. you know, Like Houston I don't think is going to win necessarily a lot of games, but I think they're going to be tough to compete against. Utah I don't think is going to win a ton of games. They will be tough to compete against. I think they could make them. I, Utah I think has a chance to sneak into the, into the top ten, but we'll get into all that later. The, the point about the schedule is true. I think all of this stuff, it, it is going to be really hard, um, assuming the West does what it's supposed to do. Um, I will say the Lakers did not get the benefit of particularly good health last year. So, I mean, that's not something you can say, well, you can't expect to be that again. Well, no. I mean, I think you can expect kind of what they got last year. Hopefully One of your stars is 39 in his 21st season. Like, Yes, it could happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Davis' was, but it, like, but it career has been it, it could happen they again. They weren't healthy last year. So it's like that's not going to be something that you have to be like to factor in. Um, but it, he's right. It's going to be a lot of the – I mean, I, I the only thing that I think I would probably disagree with there is I don't think the Lakers would have beaten Denver. Um, no, I disagree with that. a pretty big gap between the Lakers and Denver last year, but I think that gap is smaller ha- this year. Ha- okay, I will say this. Had the Lakers started the entire season with the team that they had in the Western Conference Finals, yeah. maybe that team, maybe then. between the amount of time they would have had together and the energy they would have preserved not having to play you know, on a 15 on a scale of 1 to 10 just to get themselves into the play-in, maybe that team. But I think Denver was just the best team in the league last year. I agree. They just were. Um, I will say this. Anthony Snowden and you know not sure it's the validation for this sort of thing he's looking for I still maintain that if Anthony Davis wasn't hurt the you know the year before the Lakers would have beaten the Suns um so there you go um that that's your 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 revising of, of history there but I, I I am so excited about the Western Conference this year I realize it's gonna make it a grind for the Lakers but there are so many fun teams to watch, and like even the teams that you, I don't know what Minnesota is going to be, but I'll I'll tune in to find out. Like, look, it's going to be I'm a grind. Just watch Anthony Edwards. It's going to be a grind for the Lakers, but it's going to be a grind for all those other teams too. I, I last week and go at least from from me, I was on Spectrum Sportsnet, the Lakers uh, television partner, doing uh, one of the panel shows, uh, Spec uh, Access Lakers, and. I said I would be surprised if more than two teams won 50-plus games. It wouldn't shock me if only one did. Yeah, I think it, teams it are just really going to be cannibalizing each other for it wins. It could be really hard. Crabs in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out, uh, looking for uh, – we got we got uh, scheduled to have Dan Wakey from the LA Times join us this week, still endeavoring to get last week's guest to get back on this week, uh, but we'll see how that goes. And uh, – yeah. Join in the fun. Leave us questions. Leave us comments. See everyone tomorrow.